0: The Miami Dolphins Prospect Spotlight Series continues with Clemson linebacker Trenton Simpson, who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins scheme, and where the Dolphins might be able to land him for the 2023 NFL Draft.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino, podcast to team building across the entirety of the NFL. And here on the Locked On Network, it is your team every day. So I want to thank those of you who make Miami Dolphins Your first listen with Locked on Dolphins. I want to thank those of you who are the everydayers who stop by on a daily basis and keep tabs with what we are doing with this community and Locked on Dolphins. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today on the show, we are continuing our work through the linebacker position for the 2023 NFL Draft and specifically Clemson linebacker Trenton Simpson, who this player is what he would provide the Dolphins, how he would fit what they want to do, and where the Dolphins may or may not be able to secure his services for the 2023 NFL Draft. That is the subject of this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Simpson's an interesting player. Uh, I did the full film evaluation for him during my time with Draft Network over the fall. Uh, So I'm going to pull a couple excerpts from there and read just about who he is and his background. And uh, the, the path here is puts him in a a developmental curve that I think puts him squarely in the crosshairs of the Dolphins as far as uh, being in the range of picks that the Dolphins are are going to be selecting or are currently scheduled to pick. So let's start with the biographical information in the background on Trenton Simpson. Um, He was born on June fourteenth, two 2001, when he came out of high school. Uh, He was a two-way player, running back, linebacker, Highly coveted player, was ranked as the number 13 overall recruit in the nation by 247 Sports, and the second-best linebacker in the country. Uh, ESPN ranked him as the 107th overall recruit as well. Uh, he played in the Under Armour All-America game, originally committed to Auburn, flipped to the Tigers to go play for Brent Venables, and the rest is history. He's been a, a multi-year starter for the Clemson Tigers and an impact player and an impact starter the last two years. When you look at the athletic profile of this player, 6'2", and 1 of an inch, uh, 235 pounds, has 32, and effectively, 32 and a half inch arms. But the book here is the explosiveness. Uh, you want to know what Trenton Simpson brings to the table, he ran a 443 40-yard dash as a linebacker, that's 97th percentile of all linebackers to come through the NFL Combine since 1999. So... Big-time athletic profile, big-time explosive player. It's the first thing that pops when you turn on the tape. You see it immediately in all the different ways that he was used across his career at Clemson. And um, it's led to a lot of production for him as well. Simpson peaked in 2021, in which he posted 65 tackles with 6.5 sacks and 12 and a half tackles for loss with 3 passes defensed. Across that college football season in 2021. But there's a little problem. Defensive coordinator, longtime Clemson defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, left Dabo and the rest of the Tigers after 2021 to take the head coaching job at Oklahoma because Lincoln Riley went from Oklahoma to USC. And that really, I don't want to say it felt like it pulled the rug out from underneath trenton simpson but it certainly did not help um trenton simpson be the best version of himself as a player in 2022 you saw a significant statistical regression from him he went from six and a half sacks to two and a half sacks and 12 and a half tackles for loss to four tackles for loss those were the career low numbers and that includes a freshman season in 2020 when he only played two-thirds of a regular college football season because of covid So he had more tackles, played the most snaps in his group, played like 650 snaps, and yet made less impact plays than ever before. And why that is, is, is part of what the discussion is for how he fits and where he's drafted and so on and so forth. But it is certainly worth acknowledging the challenges of a player who experienced a pretty dramatic scheme change and then did not Survive that without being damaged with it from a production standpoint. Uh the the quick uh elevator pitch from the Draft Network report. You can go to draftnetwork.com, Trenton and Simpson, and, and read the full report. But I wanted to make sure I got this in on kind of the background and foundational piece. Simpson's roles throughout the course of his career were expansive, was aligned everywhere on tape. Versatility and ability to hide in personnel leaked or peaked in 2021 under Venables. Uh, who had Simpson taking snaps every which way from playing deep safety, playing across the front as a pressure player, triggering from depth as a will linebacker. Modern linebackers who move the needle are the ones with skill sets who contribute on passing downs. And Simpson looks ready to go on this front, even if he saw his usage get away from those ideal qualities in 2022. His ability to fulfill a role as a pressure player in multiple front defenses will be because of his explosiveness and length. Both are blue chip qualities that pair to make him a huge influence as a rusher. Add in his work as an apex and overhang defender in zone coverages outside the hash. You have yourself a player with a number of pathways to contribute to your defense. That's the book on Trenton Simpson. Where he specifically aligns with the Dolphins is a much larger conversation. And I think it's a really interesting conversation. But it's not one that will come uh without a lot of context so that's what we're going to go to next here on this episode of locked on dolphins we're going to talk about where trenton simpson would fit within the dolphin scheme as we continue here but not before we tell everybody about our friends over at fanduel because there's grand slams double plays strikeouts no hitters you name it it is all back with major league baseball Which means now is the time for you to step up to the plate with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can step right on up, out of the dugout, and into the action with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. Go to fanduel.com slash lockedon to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you do not win. So, don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: When I think about Trenton Simpson as a player, there's two players that come to my mind. There's Jeremiah Wusu who is with the Cleveland Browns and came out of Notre Dame and was not 235 pounds. And there's Baron Browning, of the Denver Broncos. And Browning is a particularly fun name to invoke here because Browning was drafted in the third round in 2021 by dot, 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 then Denver Broncos head coach, Vic Fangio and John Elway in the Brain Trust in Denver. So there, there there's a player that exists in the NFL, and he took a significant step forward in year two in 2022 with the Broncos, so much so that it helped prompt the Broncos trading Bradley Chubb. Whose style of play and the journey in which he took at the college level meshed enough with Vic Fangio for that to be a day two selection for the Broncos when Fangio was the head coach in 2021. And Browning's the player I really want to dial in on here because the parallels are very significant. We talked about Brett Venables and Trenton Simpson and all of the multitude of ways in which he was used as a defensive weapon and then... The coach left, and the performance wasn't the same. Baron Browning was recruited to Ohio State to play outside linebacker by Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle, shortly after Barron Browning commits to Ohio State, leaves for the head coaching job at Cincinnati. And Baron Browning spends the early portions of his career at Ohio State playing a different position inside linebacker than what he was recruited to play, which was a hybrid outside rush linebacker type player. He didn't live up to it. Because when you put him in a stack position and you asked him to make a bunch of keys and it's not what he really does best, you're really mitigating a lot of the best parts of what he does You're removing that aggressive athleticism to play forward and play on the edge and get into passing lanes and be able to play forward or backwards. And everything slows down because i got to read all this stuff that's happening in the box. Magically, Baron Browning's last year at Ohio State, he goes back outside to play the position that he was originally recruited to Ohio State to play and is no longer asked to be a stack inside linebacker. And he has his best year. He tests out of the waters. He gets drafted in the third round. And he finds a parallel role with the Denver Broncos that this year led to him being a highly productive pass rusher and a hybrid defensive weapon. I'll take all that with Trenton Simpson and just change the order of the operations of which things happened for him at the college level because Trenton Simpson is at his best when he is a sandbacker and he's walked up on the line of scrimmage and he could attack tight ends or he can rush or simultaneously when he is on the hash as the backside will linebacker type who can use his speed to chase stuff down. And this year, Clemson said, you know what? We're going to put you in the box, and you're going to play next to Jeremiah Trotter Jr., and you're going to be one of our stack linebackers. And we've already covered the reduction in impact plays, and it's not a coincidence that it happened that way. So if you're the Dolphins and you're drafting and you're looking to draft a linebacker to play in space, you're looking to draft a linebacker who can attack on third downs, this is the kind of dude that's going to move the needle for you. And it moved the needle for Vic Fangio back in Denver because they did the same thing with Baron Brown. The question is, do you want that type? Are you going to trust Malik Reed and Andrew Van Ginkle as these types of players? Are you going to trust Channing Tindall to play stack linebacker? Or do you need another stack linebacker to go with Jerome Baker and David Long? Because if you want a guy who's going to play in a traditional 20 or 30 alignment, which is uh, off the ball, shaded over top of the guards, this isn't the guy. This will not be the guy. But there is a very clear and obvious pathway in my eyes for Trenton Simpson to impact the Dolphins' defense, I'm going to give you the the uh, punch list of top reasons to buy in and top reasons for concern, and then read one snippet from that Draft Network report that I wrote back in November, I believe it was. Top reasons to buy in: electric range in coverage and pursuit, explosive hitting power, and impressive finishing ability to the football. Passing down value is rare for a player of his stature. This is a big player to be a hybrid player. A lot of these other hybrid players are 220, 225 pounds. Tested at 235. Instincts playing forward or in space against the pass. Top reasons for concern. Not a one-size-fits-all prospect for scheme fit. Saw reduced impact in 2022 when moved into a more traditional stack linebacker role. Ability to set the edge or deconstruct blocks in the box is an area of improvement. When Simpson is shooting gaps from depth or wide angles, so if he's up on the line of scrimmage as an outside linebacker or he's lined up at will and they trigger him in a fire zone blitz or something like that. He brings a lot of force into his challenges to spotlight his ability to deconstruct blocks, showcases the ability to be a dynamic finisher. He'll run through blocks, and you'll rarely see him catch a blow as compared to delivering one. But when you put him in a stack linebacker position and you ask him to cross key and you ask him to to diagnose the mesh point, split flow zone, and, and pick up the guards, that instinctive ability and explosiveness does not have the same feel impact to the, on the game now they did use him quite a bit um, in spying quarterbacks underneath which he frequently did in 2022 and that was one of the more redeeming qualities for when you played him inside so if you need a QB spy this can be that kind of player I think what was most impressive with Trenton Simpson was the ways in which he served as a positionless player in 2021. But there's also this conversation about what positionless players are in college versus in the pros. And we we talked about this on Locked On NFL Scouting with Buda Baker at the beginning of the week. Buda Baker is, of course, requested to trade from the Arizona Cardinals or wants to be the highest paid safety in football, which is like $19 million per season. Buda Baker is a positionless player in the NFL and an elite player because of it. But the way that you become a positionless player in the NFL is by playing multiple positions with high aptitude, with a high level of impact, with a high level of success. Positionless players in college are players who are generally given a specific role and you find different ways for them to do it. And that, for me, with Trenton Simpson, is is the big hurdle that has to be cleared to say, okay, I don't think you're a stack linebacker, and I don't think he is. Now, I think he can be a hybrid outside linebacker type, sub-package, defensive chess piece, if you will. But he ha- he still has to round out his frame because he's best in attack mode. He's best as a blitzer. He's got explosive range. He'll play forward. But the ability to deconstruct blocks is an area that's going to have to grow for him to do what Baron Browning did. And you know what? When Baron Browning got to to Denver, his first season was quiet. And then year two, as he grew with his usage of his hands and playing off of blocks, is when it really took the next step. And that kind of transitions you into the last question with Trenton Simpson, which is where would you draft this guy and what would your expectation be? And that's what we're going to finish with here on today's episode of Black on Dolphins.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: If you're looking for an impact player in year one, you're probably going to want a more high floor player. And if you're talking about the 51st overall pick, I would be highly surprised if you found yourself in that position and Trenton Simpson was the best available player. I like Trenton Simpson. I graded him as an 80.37 out of 100 points for the Dolphins specific scale. As current linebackers go, and I've done five of them, he's third on the list. He's behind Jack Campbell and Diane Henley. But he's in front of Noah Sewell and Henry To'o Some of that is because of the rare athletic abilities that he has. When you look at Trenton Simpson and how he graded out, he graded out as an elite player for his motor, for his pass rush ability, for his flexibility, and he graded out as a great lateral mobility player. But I think from a football IQ perspective, the fact that he's not a stack linebacker and he's really kind of one-dimensional as far as the ways in which you feel comfortable implementing him that's an area that needs improvement so so football iq and processing ability either needs to grow significantly to play him as a stack player or block deconstruction and defending the run is sufficient he's more of a chase down player than he is somebody who's going to play in the box and have success and negotiate angles and, and pathways to the ball carrier and anticipating lanes and filling those lanes accordingly So he's an incomplete player, but the foundation is here, and that's why he ends up grading as an eighty point three seven. Now, when you compare that number, eighty point three seven, to some of the other players that I've graded thus far, he's tied with Tucker Craft and Luke Schoonmaker at tight end. He's just below Keanu Benton and Zach Charbonnet. He's just in front of Blake Freeland and Brenton Strange and Chase Brown. I'd be surprised if that was who you determine is your best available player at fifty one. Now, if you are in love with the ceiling and the pick is there at 84 to be made, I don't want to misspeak out of turn here. So where, where did our dear friend Baron Browning get drafted? 105. I think that's a great picture to paint from an evaluation and an evaluation perspective. The parallels there are pretty hard to ignore. And Browning went 105. So I don't think this is a 51 candidate, but I do think this is a candidate for the Dolphins if they want a rookie contract player to effectively take the Andrew Van Ginkel role long term. Is that the best usage of pick 84? Can you slide down from 84 and then make that selection before somebody else plucks him and pick up a little extra draft capital along the way to justify it? I don't know. But that would be my mentality if I were looking to put Simpson into the mix. And I would assume if the Dolphins do put Simpson in the mix, that's going to be part of the DNA of the decision. Because this is a really likable player, and in the right situation and in the right role, I think with some hand technique development and block deconstruction development, he doesn't have to become Luke Eakley or Zach Thomas as a stack linebacker with play recognition. You can kind of give him this binary, you're either playing forward or you're getting into zone drops. And with the Dolphins being what is going to be kind of this hybrid nickel sub, your your nickel defender, is it going to be a big nickel? Is it going to be a corner? Can it be a linebacker type with safety tendencies like a Trenton Simpson? Because he did that at times where they they would motion and he would roll back and play in the high post. It's like you're just playing zone coverage. Just go play zone covered. That is the pathway for Trenton Simpson. And that's a pathway in which I think the Dolphins could be a fit. But it's got to be at the right place, at the right time. Hope you're at the right place, right time, because we've got more locked on Dolphins coming your way today. So plan accordingly. You can keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to the everydayers tuning in to make us a part of your daily rotation. Make sure you hit subscribe on the channel, hit subscribe on the podcast, come back and see us again soon. And until then, peace.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Lock